all tuned in. Dude from Houston with love, where we give you a balanced perspective of arts, culture, and what's going on locally in the city of Houston. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter at From Hugh with Love. Brought to you by RIK, Rappers I Know, and IllMatterMedia.com. Good hour 20 minutes. I walked to the little convenience store next door. There was a little kid that was his daddy, little puny daddy. He said, Hey man, ooh. Okay, yeah, you know. He said, Daddy, I wonder if he got superpowers. Man, he's big. I'm like, And you ain't your ass in that life. Like, yeah. like, yeah. I opened the door like with a pinky, like, yeah. <laughs> Enough of that as it is, but people don't know. Once I take the shirt off, it's it's gonna dash all your hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I ain't trying to get. I'm not trying to get big. I just want to cut up a little bit, man. I don't like. I I don't even want to be this big, to be honest. I just, you know, I just want to. I, I want to have functional strength. I don't even really care so much how I look. I just want to have good functional strength. I feel like I've gotten weak because I haven't I haven't really pushed the iron like I need to. You know, but you know, I'm not gonna be in the, in the garage drinking 40s while I'm lifting weights, man. That's, hey, you, you say that now, man. The, the summertime coming, you know, D, you know what? D, right? I started, I started you, drinking in these weights, and bro, wife can't keep her hands off of you, bro. But then you putting malt liquor in your body. <laughs> hey, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another show. This is your man D Rose, aka Cashmere Dunn, aka Black Roses, aka Marshmallow Assassin, cause I smashed them hoes. Marshmallows, that is. Mm. The Diabetic King, cause I conquer that shit. AKA God's favorite, Slim Bundles. And yes, I am here having a wonderful weekend. How are you fellas doing? Oh, wow. great. Um great. I am D Randall, Mr. White Knuckle Shuffle himself. You might remember me from my my late nineties hits. Girl, you look dry, won't you? Back that ash up. That's how we uh, we stay moisturized and lubricated in the 99s and the 2000s. We're also here with... Oh, man, D-Ray. Fuck what the people say. The Trillinator, the a.k.a. the habitual line stepper, a.k.a. Mr. Freezem. All girls want to please them. Hey, you know what? This weather is getting me uh, the, the, uh, the heebie-jeebies. I started thinking what my grandmother used to say. Oh, in the last days, you can know the, the seasons from each other. <laughs> you won't know Bruh. the difference. As long as, I mean, if if the I last I had to go and get the jogging suit out of the, out of the closet that I thought it was done. I'm cool if the last days are like mild temperatures like this, oh, man. Wow. I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, you know, I would hate for the last days to happen like in July and August because it's, it's the weather's kind of whack around there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's. It's good because it feels like Cali out here right now. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I could leave my windows open during the last days with some cool breezes, Damn. might that be so bad? Hope you didn't leave them down last night. It was storming like a oh, bitch. Oh, no. It was, it was storming. But I slept good. I drove down the street and water uh, seeped into my car. And I was really, literally like a minute from my crib. Like, I see my crib. And it got right to where you get the turning lane. And 
Like, oh, why are my feet wet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn. Made you miss yeah. that truck, huh? Yeah, I missed the truck. But what's crazy, <laughs> what's crazy, like, because it was like, uh, what, what time it started raining, like, real hard on our side? Probably about, what, 9, 80? Probably so, because I was, I was actually on the phone with Will, and Will is way up north. He's like, man, it's raining out here. It's crazy. And then as soon as he said that, I just saw her. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Yeah, and then you wake up, and then the sun is shining in the morning. And then an hour later, it's overcast again. It's overcast. I was like, what's going on, man? Yeah, Good old Houston. Yeah, it's yeah. time, man. Good old Houston. Cause no I got Houston. on some basketball shorts underneath these jogging pants just in case. Yeah, I got jogging pants on rolled up with hooping shorts underneath. I don't know what I'm doing today. Hey, hey, that's, I'm so confused. That's why, that's why I walked out with a short sleeve and a jacket. The, the, you know, the good windbreaker. Just yeah. in case you can just take it off and not sweat. Well, your I got damn a gear Wu Tai shirt underneath the mess. Wu Tai jogging pants. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is, the fact that you just don't know, you got to stay ready. I got a jacket in the car that's also <laughs> water resistant with a hoodie. I have no idea, ladies and gentlemen, what we're fucking with out here. Yeah, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Uh, this weather is uh, has us double stepping and double guessing. Um, but how, how's y'all week been going, man? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm cool. It's it's you know we're we're heading into Avengers week. Avengers Infinity War comes out this coming week, yeah. so I'm going on an internet blackout until Friday. Y'all not going to see me online. No Apolog- trailers. Apologies ahead of time. Haven't seen a trailer for it yet. And every time a commercial tries to come on, I run away from that bitch. I'm mad at myself. Why? I saw a trailer and I was t- uh, and I was trying to be with you on it. I ain't fuck with trailers no more. Yeah. And I slipped up and I seen Deadpool 2's new trailer. Oh. Uh, yeah. And I'm not because, and I posted this, I'm, I love X-Men, but I fucking love X-Force. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that they said it was the whole X-Force. So you you, you actually just spoiled me by saying that. See, that's what I'm oh, talking about, man. No, nah, I didn't know that. Because he doesn't watch oh, trailers. No, that's, <laughs> that's how they get you. <laughs> That's how they got me. That's how they get you. They got me. They got me. So we're not going to talk about that. And it was on Complex, and I was like, I'm so mad at y'all for saying that. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Okay. Yeah, so I'm also staying away from uh, all the Disney networks, including ABC Why? and ESPN, because they're going to slip in those Avengers trailers. Oh, the show, yeah. They're going to do it. The, uh, the playoffs, that's right. Yeah. yeah, you can't. They're trying to, you know, I'll, I'll it's, watch. I'll it's watch. sweet, sweet, man. Dude, sweet. I was watching the Rockets <laughs> highlights on the ESPN app. Last night, and they tried to slip in pop up in Avengers. I was like, "Come on, y'all!" Pop up. Yeah, the Rockets played last night. I guess, yeah, they yeah. Them, they, right? they beat the T. No, they lost they the T. Wolves. Oh, okay. they, they lost. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, man, y'all really like everybody's gonna go see this movie. Y'all can slow down with that shit for real, for real. Hey man, well, I'm a I'm a trailer whore. I watch all them damn What's trailers. Whore. Yeah, I'm a trailer whore. I, I actually I watch. watch now I watch the trailers. Well. For like the superhero movies, I'm not watching the trailers. Other movies, I watch trailers. And I actually like watching trailers after the movie comes out so I can kind of see like, ah, that's a good way of, you know. <laughs> I like how they, like I didn't watch the Black Panther trailers until after I saw Black Panther. Yeah. Like, Man, that's dope. You know, because we, we're, we're, we're in the business of, of yeah. filmmaking as well. So mm-hmm. we, we need to see what people do to get people hyped for movies. You seen Equalizer yeah. 2? Hmm? The trailer for Equalizer 2. No, now that dope. shit looks dope. dope. Pretty dope. Pretty it looks like they they kind of spent they spent the uh, whole plot 
mm-hmm. uh, with with the with the sequel mm-hmm. to the Equalizer. Hmm. It looks pretty interesting. Yeah. It, okay, like it, enough to where it'll make you want to at least see where it's, where it's going with. Yeah, yeah, I will I, agree. I'll definitely check it out. Um, I still haven't seen Ready Player One. I very good movie. I, I tell really, you that, mm-hmm. I want to check that out. So, so, so I, really I like should, it. I should watch it because I, I kind of, kind of didn't interest me to. to it, watch I like it. it. Now, this is going to sound weird for me to make this comparison. You guys remember seeing Who Framed Roger Rabbit back yes. in the day? Yes. Yeah. And one of the the really dope aspects of it was like how they got all these other cartoon properties in on this movie. Mm-hmm. So the same feeling, but with all types of pop culture, like '80s movies. Um, no shit Like 80 sci-fi movies A lot of video game properties um, a Short lot of Circuit? Anim- Did they implement Short Circuit into that movie? Who's Johnny? He not, said Not Short Circuit Not Short Circuit <laughs> But you'll see You'll see a lot of references To a lot of pop culture things You're like damn They actually They actually got that in there? Okay And it's it's it's, it's pretty cool But the story itself Is actually a cool story You'll, you'll get the story The entire time Like there's not gonna be Any surprises Yeah But it's actually It's actually good Yeah cause I, I was, was like I was like ready Radio Like I was like Please like It ain't Black Panther So uh, you know what I'm saying I was, yeah. I was being one of those Snobbish type of guys I was like I, I wasn't ready to To yeah. really jump into that Somebody but, said Oh go watch the Tyler Perry movie You're like No <laughs> Bitch, did you see what Black Panther just did? And it's still like, like nah. it's still in theaters. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not even in dollar movies yet. Nope. Yeah, no, they they actually they're probably <laughs> gonna have it in theaters until the DVD comes out in May. Like that's how strong of a run it is. Did we already talk about a quiet place? No. 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 Go see that. That shit is dope. I checked it out. The same that was uh, the last uh, after the last show mm-hmm. when you told me about it. I yes. went and checked it out that day. Yep, that shit is the bomb. Yes, damn. And I dare you to watch it high. Oh, I dare you to watch it high. That's you know what you know what. what? We'll talk offline. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I might have to do that though. Yeah. Challenge it's accepted. A quiet place. Very good thriller movie. Like good horror movie if you want to call it that. Very good. I was. It was the first time in a long I ain't time. No ghost. No, nah, but it, it'll it'll have you tense the entire time. The entire time, you will be tense. Clenching but clenching your butt cheeks or your teeth. Just one, oh, go, go. One, one more. <laughs> one, it's one more, man. It's one on Netflix, man. Uh, it's called Friend Request. Hmm. I've seen that a little bit. I check this shit out, man. I've seen the blurb up there. I haven't. I haven't really. Check out to see what's going on with it. Yeah, so imagine, imagine uh, in the rap world, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you know, uh, at the at the peak of us doing whatever, and this is just you know scenario, not the same as that one, but yet the same still. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're in the rap world, and then a fan comes and is like, "Oh, D, I love your music. Wow, we should be friends." And then all of a sudden, they request you on your on your Facebook. Uh, and you kind of go back and forth whether you should become friends. So, needless to say, you become friends. Mm-mm. And then it's a stalkerish situation. And then it turns and goes left real fast. Real fast. That's why I look in the appro- most creepiest way. That's why I make myself look unapproachable in public, man. Because I don't. Man, you've been doing a damn good job of that. I do a great job of it. <laughs> but I'm a really nice person. But I just, I don't, I don't like fake interactions. I don't like people feeling like. Talk. Is it what you mean? Especially small talk. Like small talk is a bane of my existence. I would rather stand and stare at you in silence mm-hmm. than to say unnecessary <laughs> yep. shit. 
Yep. The extent of my small talk is, how's it going? Good? Good. Cool. Let me stare at these elevator buttons. Yep. Because I'm, I'm not going to. Ha- the good thing, the best thing about the smartphone generation is that you can just look at your phone and avoid eye contact yep. with people and avoid useless conversation. And let people get offended because they feel like you should be talking when you're actually minding your own damn business. Right. But they want to. Yeah. Yeah. Like I understand, especially if you are some type of performer or celebrity or someone of interest. I understand people wanting to speak with you and getting to know you because people are interested in you because you're a known person. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people. But I've had people who have been like, man, you know, your show was dope, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Let's exchange phone numbers or email addresses or whatever. I'm like, uh, nah. you don't you don't know me well enough. To know whether I'm an asshole or a serial killer myself. Um, hey man, pull the paper, boy. Keep it real. Yeah, let's. let's and I want to segue into that. Let's pump the brakes. You know what I'm saying? I don't. We we. You don't need me to be your friend. I definitely don't need you to be my friend. And it's not to sound like an asshole, but nah. before you met me today, you were just fine. Right. I'm not going to enhance your life in any way. But yes, let's talk about the most recent episode. Of Atlanta Yeah that was very creepy man I thought Paperboy was gonna Seems like Seems like he was going through some stuff Bro Some people called it Called this uh, This episode boring I didn't think it was boring Nah it was far from boring I I watched it three times I watched it three times The the first time I did The first time I watched it I didn't I didn't care for it for, For a specific reason Second time I watched it I really caught what was going on Yep And it was about it's about something that all of us have gone through. Yeah. The feeling of being stagnant in what you do. When you reach kind of a plateau in what you do and you realize you need a kick in the ass, quite literally, mm-hmm. to to get yourself going in the right direction. Right. You, when you get complacent. So it's really about being complacent and having to face that. And I was like, that's, that's dope. Yeah. The only bias that I had is that I always have, and I don't know why, I always have a trouble with people in the woods. As a metaphor for being lost, being lost. Can't yeah. see the forest for the trees. Yeah, but I was just like, I, I felt like he was in the forest for too long. Yeah, and I just, again, it's just a personal bias that I have no rhyme or reason for having. I was just like, oh, he's, oh, this is a forest scene. Okay, he's gonna see shit and he's gonna find himself and blah blah blah. I can skip to the end now. I could call you Diggers, big old black boy Diggers. And yeah. nice, nice way to bring that guy up because mm-hmm. uh, I I looked at it uh, the same as you did, you guys mm-hmm. did. Um, but just from from filmmaking, um, me and Nietzsche was looking at it again because mm-hmm. I, I, I watched it about two times. And when uh, his mother was there, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if he was dreaming or if it, that was actually. Right. Real, you know what I'm saying. I want to say his mother his mom passed away. His mother passed first, away yeah. last season, right? Yeah. So, so that right there, uh, I like the message in that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's like you know she sings, uh, you know, kind of like humming, humming uh, church hymns, and mm-hmm. you know while he's laying yeah. there, you know. So it's kind of like her giving him a message, like right. nigga, get up off your ass now. You got, you got, you, you ain't done yet. You yeah. got shit to do, and then. The uh the bum in the woods, uh you know that was the real major kick in his ass. You know what I'm saying? Right. He was like, nigga, I, I could take all your shit if you did. <laughs> if right. you did, you ain't you don't need none of this shit you this. got. I'm gonna take your shoes too. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? So 
I like I like how they kind of like just uh, Damien, you coined it. You know, it was a kick in the ass, man. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He 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 walked out the woods. Was right next to the stove. Yep. Like hey <laughs> hey man. Hey man, he showed more emotion because he was so callous to everybody that yeah. was trying to show him love. Like yeah. even if their love wasn't genuine, they were like, "Yo, you know." And he was like, oh, "Okay, you know." He was involved, blase with it. You know, it was like, so I, I got like, okay, you either have to shit or you gonna get off the pot, buddy. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying? This is something that you have to embrace. People know you; they know who you are. You know, and you putting yourself out here walking, broad right. daylight, shining. Right in the hood, and it showed right. it. It showed the other side too, where you know what I'm saying where he's he's um, casting off all this this uh, love that that folk were trying to give him, and when he's before he would make him go into the woods, is motherfuckers who act like they you know act like they yeah. into into the shit he's about, and then. They try to take his shit. They trying to get famous. Yeah, right. You kill a, you kill a famous rapper. You are you still some shit. You Instagram famous. For, oh, you uh, just got a name in the streets. You know it. what I'm saying? But and yeah. they, that's all they saw. It was food. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was it was it was better than I thought it was after the first. After was the it better than Teddy Perkins? Mm. Teddy Perkins is still weird to me, I, and I can't. I'm not going to say Teddy Perkins is a bad episode because it's Man, not. I watched it again last. It night. was definitely the most talked about episode they've done. It was also the highest rated one this season. It wasn't bad. Like, when you can tell a story like that, man, yeah. and, and coming from man, coming from a black dude, you know what I'm saying, who's able to kind of make it come across in that way, and we catch the, the nuggets and tidbits that he put in there about, you know, supposedly now, quote, unquote, supposedly about who it's about, you know what I'm saying? Because it had, it had layers to it. I like the way, I like the way the... Uh, uh, for me personally, the structure of the writing is going because every day is not all hype and full of adventure and full of, you know what I'm saying, like a roller coaster ride. You have some of the most boringest days. Like, the nigga was on the couch for almost like five minutes. Almost. Yeah. And that's how some day, like, I've literally been on the couch all day long, yep. and my day has been just like that. Yep. No, the phone, the phone is vibrating and I'm not answering. Oh, I don't feel like talking, and <laughs> I look forward you know to the next day that I can do that. Yes, but yes. you know what I love about Atlanta is just the fact that Donald and his brother are big fans of uh, David Lynch, mm-hmm. and I watch Twin Peaks. Ah, I got yeah. friends of mine that are Twin Peaks fanatics, and how there's uh, you'll have an ordinary scenario that just takes a hard left turn, right? Yeah, and you didn't see that shit coming, and it's a head scratcher. And he's like, whoa, what the fuck they got to do with that and that? And it, you're literally <laughs> left yeah. with this fucking, you're not numb with feeling, but you're, you, you you want more of it, but you want to understand it more. So you have to like, I got to watch this again. And there's very few shows that actually make me want to, all right, I got to, I, I didn't get it. I need to go back. I need mm-hmm. to write notes down and like, I'm, I'm missing an Easter egg or two. Yeah. Yeah. And I need to digest what I'm just saying and. What this character had just said, like when I watched it the first time, I didn't get the fact that everybody was asking, "Hey, you all right? Hey, you all right? Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying." Right. And then I'm like, right. "Yo," and I'm like, "You lost somebody, Donald. You know, uh, you know, people were gonna remember that. You know, when you put something on Facebook, you even called me like, "Hey, man, you you don't even do it on Facebook. You actually like call or text me like, say, man, you know, I seen your post, man, you good? I'm like, yeah, yeah. man, you know, and that's." A feeling that I, 
you kind of see him like you know when Paperboy normally has this nonchalant look mm-hmm. on his face, but you could tell like that was getting to him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, and I'm like, now you're starting to see this motherfucker actually got a heart, you know? Right, right. When he has to, he's going through something. He's not just this hardcore, I want to be a gangster, gangster, gangster all the goddamn time. It's like, yeah, you got feelings. It's cool to get into them every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, and, you know, I, I feel like this episode was a culmination of the last several episodes with, mm-hmm. with Paperboy, with all the things that he was resistant to doing, like social media and, and being engaging to people and closing himself off. He finally realized that he just got to open that shit up, no matter what. You know, when you walk into a convenience store, you bloodied up, dirty, probably smell like shit and piss, yep. and got everything taken from you, and someone is still like, "Hey, man, aren't you so and so? I like your shit." Like yep. you just you you have nothing else to hide behind at that mm-hmm. point. And that was that was that was a testament to that uh, to that episode. Someone said this, and I read it uh, that. The fact that he was all bloodied up and the white dude still wanted to take a picture with him. Yeah. Yep. Saying that was like depression and how people be suffering in plain sight mm-hmm. and you can't see it. You know, it's, it's invisible to, to right. the naked eye. Right. But to that person that's going through it's so real, you know. Yeah. And uh, how they can just put on their mask, their, their face smile like, yeah, everything's fine and it's not. Yeah. And I thought that was so fucking deep. I'm yeah. Like, Yo. Mm-hmm. And I, it blew me away, man. It was a really good episode. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Straight up. It was good. Yep. Anybody uh, listen to any new music this week? <laughs> yes. What did you listen K-O-D. to? <laughs> what does K.O.D. stand Jermaine. for? It's Kill Our Demons, Kill Our Dreams. Yeah. Something negative. King of, King of Dreamville? Oh, shit, I don't know. He looks like Jesus Santa Claus. Yeah, for real. I and the videos are very Kendrick inspired. I said it's still for Kendrick on discount. Oh, someone says uh, Kendrick's on dick. Oh, Kendrick's on dick or something. I'm not. No, that's that's wrong. Yeah. That's wrong. I, I saw I saw where uh, Jeff said he is uh, the the great value Kendrick. I called him the. I said this album was a Walmart version of Damn. Yep, you and, did it. And referred to him as Cream Soda Cream Kendrick. Soda. That's, Cream Soda. That's, that's what I was trying yes. to find in my anal- in the analogs Kendrick. of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cream, Cream Soda, Soda I was proud of that one. I was proud of that, <laughs> that one. That was a good one. That's a shirt. <laughs> that is a t-shirt in the make. Let me say this about J. Cole. Um, Let's I, not call I, him J. Cole. Let's just call him Jermaine. No, that's his stage name. I, I, don't, I don't want to call him J. Cole. Why? Because I think of a J. Cole like, yeah, but Cole, let's just call him Jermaine. That's his name. His Jermaine. name is J. Cole. <laughs> Jermaine. We'll, we'll give him a, it's like a come to Jesus moment. Like, come on, Jermaine. We, anyway, but, you know, whenever people talk about him, the one thing that I always say consistently is that he he is an artist that I should like. Uh, for anyone on the, on the I guess, the popular mainstream kind of hip-hop level, I always say, man, I wish this person would do this or you know make music that's more meaningful and thoughtful and he actually does that like he actually makes songs with a purpose and with a point that i identify with but the execution of it for me just leaves something to be desired like i've just never gotten into his delivery so much it's i hate using this term because it's kind of it's kind of boring to me but at the same time i understand why he's so popular because there's a segment of people that can identify with what he says, and you know his fans are rabidly loyal, and they're drawn to him not because he's a flossy nigga or whatever, but because he actually says stuff with substance. And 
it's it's I'm kind of torn because I should like him, but I just yeah, I'm just kind of yeah. J Cole, he's like Costco, and Logic <laughs> is like Sam's. Huh? Whoa. And they would all they both remind me of each other. No. Okay, go ahead. Go. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, sorry. I, I, I'm gonna tell you why. Mm. Out loud. No, I, I, I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> Interesting. You know, logic, you know, he, he's cold with the bars, you know, but he's corny in a sense. J. Cole, he got a little swag, got a couple of bars, but he kinda corny too. Yeah. And these boys these boys, these corny boys got something to come. So so what both makes biracial. What makes what makes there's some biracial corny. Is J. Cole biracial? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh but Jermaine is blacker than Logic by by leaps and bounds. Oh. <laughs> uh, what what's why Logic has to keep reminding you. I'm black. <laughs> right, right. I'm black. <laughs> right. So J. Cole really raps like a yellow nigga. Okay. He raps like a yellow nigga. Okay. And Logic sense. raps like his He raps like his white cousin. He, he he taps into the whiter side the one of that himself, can pass. Dog. Right, the one that skateboards. Let, let me ask you this though. Let me ask you this. So, 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 what what makes in in your opinion what makes Cole corny? What 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 is it that that you see that's corny about J Cole? I don't know. It's like since Friday Night Lights, he just always came off as corny. Like his first two or three singles, just mad corny to me. It was like turn off the lights. It was like mad, just some corny shit. Like he was trying to find his identity. Like you should have did that before you came out. Like. And it's like he's been struggling with that this whole entire time. He has not found his niche. Now he's a cold producer. I'll give him that. I do like him as a producer. Yeah, and I, I do. wish he would just stick to producing sometimes. <laughs> and the songs that he does have, they they put me to sleep. I listen to. I I, I tell so, you what. So you don't I, like False Prophets? Okay, that was like one song out of how many? <laughs> how many? I, I got more to you? ask, but, but so, that was like one song. And then, yeah, I do. I actually love that song. But there was one song out of so many mixtapes and albums, I couldn't get with it, bro. And I'm like, Jay Z co-signed you. But I mean, look at his success level, and yeah, you can understand. Love him. I know a lot of people love him. He does exceptionally well. He's he does his, exceptionally well. I know a lot of females that out are, the gate that love him. Out the, the 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 last two out the gate, the dude that the 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 one before the last one. Mm-hmm. I, I I must say I like that one. I, I gotta say, yeah, I, I, even, I've, I even said this joke at all my love Jones. I've been running around all night, falling asleep to J. Cole songs. Man, <laughs> come on, man. No, so, but it, so as a, as a, as an artist myself, and I, I don't want this to come as me like being completely critical of him because mm-hmm. I base things on what I get out of him. Like I listen to it, and I don't. I don't Except for some people like Doom, I don't really feel like tearing them down. Ah, shit, damn man. So with with J Cole, like he may not be our cup of tea, but like I said, he's he's very successful. He there are a lot of people that like him, so I can't discount his talent or what he does. I just know it doesn't resonate with me. With that said, there is one song in his project that I really like, and that, that was Brackets. And that was brackets when he was talking about. Oh, the subject matter was. Yeah, dumb. he was talking about economic empowerment yep. and all that. Like I, I actually, I was, I was mowing some grass and I yeah. rolled that one back a couple of times. Like, yep. this is what I've been talking about right here. Yeah. Yep. Like all these yeah. motherfuckers want our tax money, but we yeah. don't talk about where our tax money goes. That's true. That was he put that in bars. Yep. It was dope, but yep. you know, it's <laughs> in 1985. I gotta get that shit credit because yeah. that shit needed to be said. Yeah. 
But I, I feel like I feel like this album was also heavily influenced by Damn, by Kendrick. So it it it, it that kind of distracted me, and and I wasn't even looking to make a comparison. It's just I heard it, not just in the motivate, production style. Motivate, motivate. Yeah, but like uh, yeah, little motivate, little vocal motivate, inflections motivate. like yep. that. He did a lot of little things that that are kind of like, up, counter up, counter up. Come on, hey, yeah. come on, yeah, like yo, that's not you. Yeah, and he he does kind of jump on trends a little bit after everyone else. But hey, it, it could be, it could be him. He from the, he from he from the south, man. Yeah, I mean, south. it, it like, is what it know, is though. Because because like I look at it Have like you see the video. Nah, before you even say those I, words, I, I, I ain't if you look at that video. You gonna say exactly what you've been thinking, dog? This boy is so Kendrick right now. <laughs> like it's so, you know how Kendrick has the surrealism in mm-hmm. all his videos now. Right, yeah. right. Oh, J Cole is so heavy. It looked like an LSD trip. That was a dope video. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but it's so many things going on. Yep. So many. I'm like, okay, it's like you really studied this, and you're and and, and, and he can't. Here, here's the thing. I think if he was told, hey man, you trying to be like Kendrick. He might get upset. Gotcha. He probably would. You know what I'm saying? When it's clearly, even visually, this is a Kendrick Lamar type concept. Well, no. Well, let me. I'm, I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna get on that. I'm gonna get to a point before I forget it. Because you you brought up something about it not being him. Uh, as a as a as an artist, like there are many different cadences that I know no niggas kind of fuck with mm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like you can go you got your lyrical shit where mm-hmm. you're trying to get them bars off us being from Houston I know I can speak for me personally mm-hmm. I have flipped you know like you know what I'm saying like uh, like the uh, the good money the good money uh, yeah. record with let me cook yeah, you, know you can trap saying? it up you can trap it up trap like like I trapped it out on that motherfucker because that's how I felt at the time mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so it's like I think I think I think he's just in that sense he could be chasing trends, but at the same time, I mean shit. Sometimes you want to fuck with the fuck with the style and switch up the shit and see if you can do it. To see if you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It. Okay. Not taking no, not not taking no, not, not, I, I understand y'all y'all aspect on on it's not your cup of tea as far as it you know like because some of them I'd be like like on this one I was like mm-hmm. this sounded to me it sounded like a throwaway uh, throwaway album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like because it really uh, compared it to what he's put out before this, right? <laughs> and then this one, and I was like, uh, you know, like I, it just it wasn't didn't sound like any effort. Well, really, there's just there's <laughs> one song that's honorable mention, and I and I and I, I, I like the subject matter. It was at Kevin's heart. Kevin's heart, yeah, dope. yeah, yeah. And that was really dope. And uh, I like what he was talking about. Like if you're going through this song, that'll be a perfect breakup song. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I could dig um, it. And he, he'll have a couple like that on each album where you're just like, man, I, I like what he did there. And it's kind of like that Showtime at the Apollo when you're singing the gospel song. Like, you yeah, can't yeah. sing, but you praise the God. Say something nice about the Lord. And <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I let yeah. the Lord. Gertrude, yeah. you let the Lord. Yeah, get the, go- get the gospel gospel claps in, you know. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good little talk. So, with that said, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And we'll be right back in a moment with more from Houston. What love? Ho, I can walk. I can walk, ho. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, man. Um, You know, just found out that 
our brother D Rose is uh over like Marvin Gaye. He crawled out the grave today. He's he's embracing <laughs> he's embracing a healthier lifestyle with uh with a very positive and a very profound life change. Um, he's in, he's embracing veganism right now. He has a hunger in his belly <laughs> <laughs> right now. I'm carrying the cross for those who are unable to carry it for themselves. Uh, it's my road to Damascus. I feel you. Uh, yeah. I feel you. And you know, so we we wish him the we wish him the best in that. I take all prayers, donations, uh, you know, gift baskets. Just be sure it's fruit. <laughs> be sure it's kosher. Graham uh, crackers. No meat. If you like, you can send field roast to four or five. Uh, no, nah, I'm not going to give my no. address. <laughs> I was like, but oh, you can send we, it to All Real Radio. We're about to do that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um. So over the last over the last uh, I don't know a few months or so, we've been telling you guys that this show is about about the community embracing the community and and giving back. So today. We decided that we're going to start uh, imparting a little bit of knowledge with you guys, or you know what knowledge we have in certain fields, and we're going to talk about being in business for yourself. Say word, you know word. it's 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 a big deal because um, all of us have worked or are working nine to fives, and all of us have talents and aspirations to do other things as well, and have been doing other things outside of those nine to five jobs, so to speak. All of us have experience being businessmen mm-hmm. and running businesses. And as we know that there are certain challenges and things that, that come along with that. Mm-hmm. Just to give the listeners a little background, all three of us have worked in the financial services sector before, right? Yes. We've yes. all worked in banking and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I personally spent about 15 years doing hard time Doing everything from being a teller up to financial advisor up to business banker as well. God bless in, you. And working in small business development. Yeah, it was, it was, um, had to get out of it, but it did teach me a lot of valuable lessons. And I was able to come across a lot of people who were very successful with what they were doing and imparted knowledge to me mm. that I may or may not have listened to sometimes. But I did. Listen, I may not have always acted upon it as mm-hmm. well. So we're going to share some of the things that we know with you guys. Uh, if you are interested in going into business for yourself, um, hopefully you get something out of this. If not, it's on you. <laughs> and you can work a nine to five the rest of your life and get paid a wage every two weeks and come and go as people tell you to do. All right. And which is not a problem by that. No, they do have benefits. Absolutely not a problem. Both of my parents... Worked for 30 plus years and are able to retire with retirements and pensions. They did their time and now they get to relax and enjoy the rest of their lives. Yeah, that's what's up. But I am not my parents. Right. And I have aspirations <laughs> to do things. And dreams. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and my father was my father was self-employed for quite a bit of the time as well. So I did learn a lot of things by watching what he dealt with. I mean, he was self-employed for about 20 years. So oh, yeah, I, I did. Damn, twenty. Yeah, that's that. Maybe longer than that. That's a success. Maybe longer than that. <laughs> I mean, it, it, obviously it had its ups and downs, but um, I did learn through the good times and the bad times with him certain certain practices um, with business as well. What, what I um and, and it's funny we're doing this today because mm-hmm. I, I attended a workshop yesterday 
Oh, they, yeah. And they said that that ninety percent of entrepreneurs who start a business go out of business in five years. Fifty percent who mm-hmm. of entrepreneurs who start a business normally go out of business in one year. Yeah. And yeah. and so that uh, just from your pop being in business for twenty plus years, that's that's freaking amazing. Extreme highs you know, to extreme lows. Yeah. But he but he stuck with it until it was no longer it was really no longer suitable. But he was able to transition into something else that was, you know, that that worked for him. And we're, we're going to kind of talk about that. Um, <clears throat> so I have, like I said, I've had experience in the past of working in business development, people who are starting businesses and helping them get up to speed. And I saw exactly what you what you said, like half of them are out of business in the first year. Uh, they said 90% out of business within five years. I think it's closer to three years, actually. Mm-hmm. But... There are certain things that, again, I've seen people who are successful and certain traits that made them successful. And yep. I'm going to try to share those with you. All right. So, number one, define what it is that you do. I, I personally don't like when people introduce themselves to me as an entrepreneur because right. it doesn't tell me what you do. It tells me that you're in business for yourself. It tells me that you're doing something. But I think you need to define what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. If you are a franchise owner, say that you're a franchise owner. If you if you do lawn maintenance, say I'm a landscaper. Say what it is that you do and own that title. Don't don't introduce yourself as a businessman or businesswoman because again, that doesn't say anything about you. To me, Especially if I'm a banker, if I'm a bank and you, right. you're coming to me for financing and I say, hey, what it is that you do? Oh, you know, I run a business. Right. Mm. Right. Okay. That's not very specific. But I think not, not just for the sake of appearances, I think in order to keep yourself on task, mm-hmm. you need to own whatever that title is that you do and embody that. Right. Even nowadays, I work a nine to five. I spend a lot more time outside of the nine to five working on other things. So when people ask me what I do for a living, I tell them I'm a videographer first and foremost. That's what I am. That's what I spend most of my time doing. That's what I'm invested in, in, in being for the foreseeable future. Right. Yes. I happen to have a nine to five, but I am a videographer. That is my mode of business. What do you guys think about that? Works. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It gets straight to the point. You know, and it just stops people from guessing what you do. Like, okay, I know he's in the entertainment field. Like, that's exact. You know, it's no play. It's plain Jane simple. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a calling card, I guess you could say. Yeah, I I think uh, I think most people who say I'm an entrepreneur, not okay, not the majority, but but you have. When you when you meet somebody and they supposedly and I, I'm I'm using air quotes people just in case you can't see me <laughs> and they say I'm an entrepreneur I'm a CEO <laughs> yeah it 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 seems like they're just saying that shit just to say that shit they're saying that to impress you to impress you right instead of really like you know like so what what are you ceoing what are you what are you entre- yeah. what is your entrepreneurial endeavors what are you yeah. doing and most of the time it's sometimes multi-level marketing where they don't yeah. explain to you what the fuck it is anyway right you know what i'm saying and and, and people hey this is late night so i'm a, I'm, I'm saying it like that <laughs> so it's like it's like you know 
it, it's it's good when you meet somebody who um, pretty much knows what it is that they're doing. Because a lot of people, a lot of people who say they have business really don't know what the hell they're doing to begin with. Anyway, if right. I can pick it back on that. And there's a friend of mine who has, she's always selling something. She's always working for some company. And every time she talks to me, it sounds like a pyramid scheme. So Probably she'll, is. she'll send me something and she's like, Don, I want you to be a part of this, you know, because we can make money. You know, I'm already making this, that, and the third. So she'll send me one of these uh, links to YouTube videos. <laughs> And the YouTube video is like, yeah, you can use this pills, the enzyme. It helps you break down food and stops you from being all gassy and bloated. And he had two bowls of oatmeal. And I'm like, <laughs> right. I know the purpose of why oatmeal is thick. You want a slow-burning oat so it can feed your body longer than just something that's quick that's in and out of you. Right. So you add this enzyme. So look at how soupy this enzyme is and it goes right through you I don't want to be at work with this enzyme even now I got diarrhea right, right, right. you basically want to give yourself the shits right right. and I'm like and she gonna ask me like, hey do you want to join this company because we got lots of products I'm like do you even know are you even looking you just so blinded by the fact that I can make money people have to believe in this shit and too you hurting people like what did the FDA say about this shit? Right. You just open up a pill and pour it in the oatmeal, and it, it, these it, comments have not been approved by the FDA. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not stupid, and I wouldn't want to sell this shit to my family, right? You know, adverse reactions they might have to that shit, you right? Know? Like, literally, the dude only opened up a pill and put it in a bowl of oatmeal while he uh, he had a regular oatmeal and didn't have anything else in. I'm like. Yeah, man, that just <laughs> yeah. common sense just walked right out of the picture. Yeah, right. You know, so yeah, man, uh, you know what the fuck you're selling. Right. Know your product. Which brings me to point number two. Point number two is do what you love, and not necessarily chase the dollar. Mm. Which is, you know, I, I nothing against multi level marketing because it does work. There are people that it does work for, because people love. There are some people who simply love to sell. And make money Right They don't necessarily want to Handle the capital Or run the business themselves They want to be in the business Of selling whatever it is And making money And if that's what you love Fine Right Just don't fall victim to that If that's not Really what you're into mm-hmm. um, We all know that If you do something you love You never work a day In your life Ever. Right It doesn't feel like you're working So don't don't really fall for the tricks. Don't fall for the schemes. When we're when we're children, we're always asked, "What do we want to be when we grow up?" And at some point, a lot of us lose a handle on those dreams, and we end up in college going, "What do I need to do mm-hmm. to make the most amount of money or have the longest career right now?" Which, if that's something you aspire to do, simply work for the rest of your life. By all means, pursue that. Right. But there's so many people that feel unfulfilled because they spend eight hours a day at work wishing that they were not at work mm-hmm. and should be doing what it is that they love. Can I I'm a, uh, piggyback off of that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <clears throat> when and I can speak for myself. When I was a child, uh, well, I, I'm first I'm naturally a dreamer already. Should off be, top. yes. So when I was a child... Um, I had a very big imagination, a very big imagination. And being creatives, you already know <laughs> how that goes, you know what I'm saying? So everything that I did when I was a child that I committed and I focused 
and focused all my energy on, the shit would happen. Right. Without a doubt. Anything I focused on when I when uh when I got into uh, hip hop uh and started listening to rap a lot, I, every every all energy and everything was focused on that. You know what I'm saying? I was in a room, it was almost sickening how committed I was listening to hip hop. <laughs> it was crazy. But from that, from doing that, a lot of stuff took place. You brought up brought up the point of uh, you know, when you when you are a child and you're asked to, you know, you're asked, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And when you're a child and you say, you know, I want to be a fireman, I want to be a doctor or whatever. Right. Uh, you you really believe that when you're a child. The, the, the stuff kind of gets uh, misconstrued and twisted as you get older and people start to feed their expectations on you, which right. kind of throws you off course. And now you find yourself doing something that you really don't give a fuck about doing. Right. When you have a love for Whatever it is, exactly. you know what I'm saying, and I think I think uh, I think from that aspect <clears throat> is where a lot of people fall off from not following their dreams of being a painter or not following their dreams of being uh, a healer or whatever whatever you want to call it a dancer whatever, and I think that's that's how a lot of people get thrown off course by people questioning questioning their dreams and imposing what they think they should be doing. And that kind of throws a dreamer's course off course. You know what right. I'm saying? And a lot of times, if you don't follow your own dreams, someone's going to hire you to help them follow theirs. Exactly. And that's some of the worst shit ever. <laughs> that's true. And and I know one of the things that they teach a lot of people in business school, uh, they, they do teach them, like, if you want to be successful, find a need out there that needs to be addressed and make that your business, and you'll always have business. And again, that's that's fine too because there are some people I've I've met some business owners whose whole purpose in life is to they they, they get a thrill out of the challenge of finding opportunities and making something out of them and then moving on to the next thing and that's and again that's perfectly fine if if you're wired that way some people just like challenges that change over time they like saying hey there's a deficit here let me create something to to take care of that, make some money from it, and then move on to the next one and find that. That's also an example of doing what you love if you like consistently seeking out other challenges mm -hmm. as well. All right. Number three. This is a very important one. Make that shit official. When you say that you are a business person, make that shit official. official. Register that DBA, first and foremost, Easiest thing to do, register that DBA. Uh, go ahead and register uh, register as a corporation or LLC or some type of structure. Get your business structure in order. Get your tax ID number, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Put everything in place. Make it official and make yourself accountable. Um, I can't tell you how many times I had people come to me just off the street saying that they do something, but they want to open a business account. I'm like, if you're going to be a business... Be a business. Right. Imagine if if Bill Gates just walked up to your house with a computer in his hand, like, "Hey, I'm I'm selling this computer. Uh, I'm Bill Gates." And you know, you look outside, and Bill got computers in his trunk. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You think right. Microsoft will be in the same position it is now? Nope, nah. Um, you know, we had we had Rodney from Green Seed Vegan here a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. You know, who is a successful businessman. Imagine if Rodney came up with a cooler full of vegan stuff on the doorstep here, just knocked on the door like, hey, I got some vegan shit I want to sell y'all. 
and it's just sitting like in a cooler or whatever, and he pops the cooler open. You know, that's again, appearances are are everything. Right. If you're going to consider yourself a business person, make that shit official, and, and do it the way that it should be done, and give yourself the same benefits and privileges that other business owners have by making it official and doing that paperwork. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, number four. Also, very important, very important, get a mentor. Mm-hmm. Get a mentor. I am a firm believer in it. Yes. Get someone that has done what you want to do mm-hmm. or done something similar to what you want to do and, and get all the knowledge you can out of them. Right. You know, do that because we don't know everything that we think we know about stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm very fortunate on the film side to have quite a few mentors. Everyone from Chris, a.k.a. White Shadow, to Phil, COS, uh, to even people that I work with now, like Will, who goes by X-Fact. Everybody has all these names. Mm-hmm. White Shadow. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he gave me my first, my first shot at shooting a video, and I had no equipment and everything. And I, I learned how to edit because he was just like, here, do it. Uh, even Snap. Everybody knows that Snap was a damn good rapper. Snap was also one of the first people to kind of show me how to edit video as well. Dope. And I still bounce ideas off of everyone that I'm in contact to today. Um, even people like uh, Kashmir Don sitting here to my left, who's a, who's a good screenwriter and a visionary as well. I consider him a mentor because he he guides me in certain directions creatively as well. So, you know, what, what do you guys, you guys have any mentors? Um, I, I'm going to give a shout out. Uh, the reason... The reason that From Houston With Love came into conception was from a, a meeting I had with uh, my mentor. His name is uh, Mark, Mark Davenport. Mm-hmm. And we had a meeting. And <clears throat> I was trying to figure it out with my business. I was trying to right. figure out what I needed to do in order to take it from here to another level. And he knew about, you know, after our brief conversation, he knew about the music music part of my uh my life and i you know i had just presented the movie that i had just wrote mm-hmm. we hadn't even filmed it yet right. <laughs> but i presented that to him and so he was like you need a platform i met with this lady he was like i met with this lady earlier today and she has uh, a radio station that she's still trying to trying to bring to to another level as well right put two and two together it was uh, it was denise you know what I'm saying? So like from there, he was like, he was like, you, you, you probably ever thought about doing a podcast? And now we're here talking about right. getting your business together. 33 episodes in. You know what I'm saying? So so from from my mentor guiding me in the right areas where I needed to be, this is how <laughs> we're here talking about what we're talking about today. Damien, you're mm-hmm. a good mentor as well because you've helped me uh, with my music and just with, with ideas on, on where to go, you know what I'm saying, your opinions on where not to go and what would be more viable, a viable option of, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, doing, you know, this X, Y, Z, this, that, and the third. So right. uh, I can I can only name you you two. It's probably some others, like probably people that, I, that don't know they are. Right. But... Off the top of my head, because I I've, I, I know um, on the mentor aspect, I had asked for help, even even in getting into the rap game before, <laughs> like right. when I was young, I had asked for help 
And I, I I do remember a lot of doors being closed. Yes. I do remember those who didn't help me. Mm. I do remember those <laughs> who did not want to work with me. Yep, I do yep. remember those people who who did not uh did not reach out and help when I asked for it. Yeah. So I really I, I give it up to you, D, and I give it up to uh to Mr. Davenport for uh opening up different different um Compartments in my mind to to you know take my thing to the next level. So Dope. that's yes, it. For me. And it, that, I mean, again, it, it, it's 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 crucially important yep. for you to have someone to to guide you in the right direction, or someone to use as a, as a guidepost for that. All right, number five. Separate business from personal. Yep, got to. What's an imperative? You know this works in a, this works in a lot of different ways. I'm, I might need your I might need your help on that, D. I'm gonna need your help on, on that <laughs> for real. It, it, it helps. It, it manifests itself in a lot of different ways. Um, one of the ways that that I separate business from personal. If I'm on set doing a shoot, I'm a different person, uh, and I and I let people know this um, from this time to this time. We are on set. We're on the job. You are paying me. I'm on the clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I still have my same personality. I still like to enjoy myself, but you know, right now for the next four hours, six hours, eight hours, we're on the clock, mm-hmm. and you're on my time. So this is what's going to happen, and I'm going to conduct it as so. As soon as as soon as that time is over, we can go back to key key in and call calling or whatever we do. Mm-hmm. But right now, this is business, business because we're trying to get something done. Um, the other portion about mixing or separating business from personal goes to how you present yourself um, once you become a business owner and if you're a publicly recognizable brand, the way that you carry yourself in public is very, very important. Yeah. You're able to fall asleep, look at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> happy, happy 420 to you guys also. <laughs> it's cold as hell in here. It's like a doctor's office. He's leading hard. <laughs> I'm gonna try to stay warm. Like I'm literally shivering and shit. Y'all not cold? I'm good. You need me to turn the fan off? Yes. I'll turn it. <laughs> it's cold as hell. Oh man. Yeah, you you was doing you was doing the church nod. I don't have I didn't oh, I didn't man. have my Mahalia Jackson fan to, to nudge you over oh. there like like Brandy do. Sorry, man. That's cold, nodding man. hard. Uh, yeah. Uh, rough night, bro. Yes. You know, separating <laughs> business from personal also means uh, staying woke. <laughs> <laughs> to the most undecided to the most, woke. Yes. <laughs> unwoke. Oh, uh, man. That's hilarious. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, recognizing that uh, if you're personally, if you're a, a publicly recognizable brand, that anytime you step outside, you are also representing your company or your business as well and keeping in mind that you have to conduct yourself accordingly and be mindful of that and I know there's people that's like man I don't give a fuck what people think about me man I'm gonna do what I wanna do man that's cool <laughs> but the next time <laughs> the and next time your, bigger, your, 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 your budget at the end it, it, it absolutely does it affects that and it affects the the prospect of whether or not people are going to fuck with you that's true as a record label and a crew um, so that's that. Uh, oh, here's one. Here's a fun one. Number six. Create a personal brand. Yep. Give something for people to identify with, both visually and as a mission statement. Yep. 
So when people ask me what ill-mannered media is, I say ill-mannered media is a multimedia creation company specialized in video, music, and other things. Just so people know right off the bat, I create stuff. I create moving pictures and I create sounds. And we, we roll with that. If someone were to ask you what talented media group is, you would tell them. Can I do my pitch? Oh, here we go. I was in a workshop yesterday and we had to do pitches. Oh, it's fresh too. All right, it's fresh. That bitch. All right. So if someone asks me, this is what I tell them. I would tell them, uh, of course, my name is Donald Rose. I'm the founder of Talented Media Group. And in the film industry, although it has come a long way, it's still lacking a voice for the voiceless. And as a voice for the voiceless, we produce movies, commercials, and media content globally that hope to be embraced globally. We go by three E's, mm. empowerment, education, and employment. Mm. Because we also, instead of making movies, just, just because we make movies, we also want to empower our people. So we aim to teach youth how to get into the film industry by showing them and educating them on what they need to know as far as to get into the film industry. So we just don't make movies, we make opportunities. That's dope. See that? Hold on. Clap for yourself, Thank you, man. Thank you. Just clap for yourself, Thank you, too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. My goodness. See, that's what I'm talking yeah, about, y'all. Yeah. Creating R-N-S. a brand. RNS. <laughs> <laughs> Create that brand, man. Yeah, um, man. And everyone should do that. Number seven might be the most important of all of them, and that is to make a plan and set attainable goals. Everyone wants to be a millionaire. Everyone wants to retire rich. Everyone wants to be rich and famous. That's all fine, and that can be done in due time. But first of all, you need to know what the hell it is that you're trying to accomplish and make goals that you can attain. Even if you start off with smaller goals, Mm -hmm. hit those goals and then make a next level set of goals. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, starting off in film, I just needed to get my hands on a camera. I knew that someday I wanted to be at the, you know, the fucking Oscars or whatever. That's cool. Yeah. But I got to start somewhere. So, for me, it was get my first camera, save up X amount of money to get that. Once I got the camera, I was like, all right, these are the types of things that I want to shoot. Let me come up with some test shots. And then everything grows from there, you know, from then on, like make sure that your goal, goals are attainable. Mm-hmm. D. Ray, can you think of the last goal that you set for yourself yeah, and was able uh, to attain? That I'm currently on. Uh, that was the intermittent fasting. I woke up. Uh, I want to say it was the week before Thanksgiving, feeling all bloated and crappy because I was test, taste testing food that we were supposed to be cooking for the glorious holiday. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my guts <laughs> like, "Yo, this is whack." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I shouldn't be getting up feeling like this. And I looked in the mirror, man, and I started looking up different things to do. And I uh, came across one of my buddies that following weekend, and I ain't seen him in years. And dude was always fat since we were kids. And he's like shredded up like some Greek god. I'm like, yeah. what was your secret? And like, intermittent fasting. Give yourself a small window, and it was breaking it down like how mm-hmm. you know your food that you eat, you know, stays in your liver and your glasses. Like he broke everything down. Like there's a science behind it. Yeah. And like if you can go past the first two weeks, it'll get easier and easier for you. Like you'll start to modify. Like some days you're not gonna be a hundred percent. Right. Some days you'll you you might eat early, but you say but you'll notice something. You want it bad enough, 
you'll start cutting yourself, you'll start curbing your own self. Mm-hmm. And no one has to tell you. And sure enough, I've done it. First two months suck. No, I mean, no one knows. <laughs> yeah. But then when you get that one person that be, you lose weight. Right. And then that starts coming with, yeah. hey, man, your clothes not fitting on you like you used to. You know, you can actually grip steering wheel without feeling titty meat. You know? <laughs> right, 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 right. right. You know, it was just small things like that. And I started yeah. noticing that, okay, I'm, 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 uh, my, I'm not having that many inflammations when it comes to my joint problems. Mm-hmm. And when walking up the ramp to go to my car after work was always a problem, especially when it's hot. Yeah. I'm carrying a backpack and a duffel bag full of stuff. And that walk would just kick my ass. But man, now I could, yeah. no problem. I'm not getting in the car huffing and puffing no more. <laughs> yeah. And I see a star. So, bro, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. yo, this is all I have to do. Cool. I, I, that's why I'm always big about it. That's why I'm dying right now. I don't have no. Food going yeah. on, I'm on fumes. But my thing is, eating within that window, I start getting tired of chewing food. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's small things like that, and like you really don't need that much to eat, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but we were always taught that. So yeah, that's one thing you know that I've done, and and yeah, you that's know, dope. Perfect, and that, makes perfect most, example, most man. You yeah. you set a goal, you stuck with it, you made it sure that it was attainable. Yeah, and you know you didn't you didn't you didn't come out that bitch saying I'm I'm about to go to Mr. Olympia or something like that. Right. You were like I need to just make a lifestyle change that I can stick with, and you saw results. Yep. That's that's what people need to do with their businesses as well. Set a goal, make sure it's something that you can accomplish. Don't make it impossible. Make sure that you can accomplish it, and then move on to the next step after yeah. that. All right, number eight, also important. Network, yes. Get out there and meet with people, and I and I'm not saying that you have to go to quote unquote networking functions, the little <laughs> after work things that they invite you to, where you sit around with a bunch of other people in suits that you don't know, and you just talk about what you do in hopes that someone's gonna. But that helps. It does help, but that's not the only way. Right. A lot of networking happens organically. Mm-hmm. One of the benefits of us doing this show. Is that by doing this show, we get to network with a lot of different people. Hell, we, this show is a product of networking. Mm-hmm. Yep. D Rose and I networked years ago and formed a relationship, which led to the opportunity to do this show, which, you know, D Ray was also invited to come on to as well. It mm-hmm. was, you know, we, I think it, it was always intended to have three people. And it was like, who should we get as a third one? And I can't remember what, I think you came up. Did you recommend yeah, it? We both were, yeah. were throwing throwing around ideas, and we was like, I was like, you know, I think D Ray would be dope, right? And he was like, yeah, 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 why not? Make me bless there, make me bless. And D Ray is a great networker. He's you know he's brought some some great people to this show, mm-hmm. and we've brought you know we've we've had the chance to meet people from all walks of life who we can form a mutually symbiotic relationship mm-hmm. with. So we have film aspirations that we're trying to get into. Uh, meanwhile, we can do things like shoot movies at Green Seed Vegan mm-hmm. and give them some props. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, there are a lot of things that we can do in networking that doesn't simply involve us going to a networking event, but working with other people who are upwardly mobile and trying to build their own businesses as yeah. well. You know what? Yeah. This is a stupid sidebar, but uh, what's the name of that? It's okay. Griff took me there like three or four times. It's right by the park, Discovery Green, but it's a restaurant bar. MKT bar is next to it. Uh, there's a supermarket next to it. Phoenicia. Uh, 
Yes. Is, is that what it's called? Phoenicia. <laughs> Phoenicia. Where, where there's a restaurant, but it's, and it's like a store. A, it's a store. That's Phoenicia. Yeah, that's Phoenicia. Yeah. yeah. It would be so dope if y'all could film some scenes in there. Like, I'm like, yo, this is so. It almost looked like New York. I almost remind you of mm-hmm. some friends, some Seinfeld. I'm like, I can see that. I got a couple clips. Yo, that would be so dope. Because I was getting some, bro- some roasted Brussels sprouts from this. like, I wonder if Damon's thought about this location. No. It's dope. It's always it's a sleep. It's a sleeper here. It it's is. always packed. It's, it's, not, it's well dope. Lit. I'm like, <laughs> and the shit that's what I, mean, I, I love the visual aspect of it. Like, okay, you go yeah. in and it's like everything is it remind you of something that you've seen in like a movie or, yeah, or something. Right. Before. Yeah. I'm like, but not down south. Only yeah. on the east coast. Yeah. Yeah. And this shit is right here. Like this shit is bug. They have a good steak night too. Really? Really? Yes. Damn, I can't. That's not for you. That's not for you. I know. See, that's the old me talking. Yeah, like, yeah. really? And, I, I'm, and I've, I've, I'm cutting out red meat heavy, yeah. except for the little burger I had just now. But I'm, I'm cutting it out. <laughs> that's kangaroo meat. Oh, okay. I feel better about that. <laughs> Hop to it. <laughs> so, yes. Networking. Number nine. Build a team. Yes. Put the squad together. Yo. Teamwork makes the dream Yo. work. Don't feel like you have to do everything yourself because yeah. you can't. Oh, where are you at? You absolutely cannot. And nine times out of ten, the team you work with is the people that's always normally around you or you have constant contact with most of the time. Yep. Most of the time. You know, and, and it was funny. And, and and what's funny is what's funny to me is uh just just from from uh going from from music to film, I see how how easier it, it kind of is to have a team to work with doing film. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I found um, a lot of a lot of actors on this last project from another project I was working on that had nothing to do with my project. <laughs> right, you know, and it was like uh, it, I remember, like you know, you remember Crystal, yeah, Crystal, and and uh, the, the dude that. I did the uh, the um, the the henchman scene. With yeah, Crystal and Jordan. I met them on a, a shoot, and we were in a room just preparing for another scene together. We was just chopping it up, and I was like, "Hey, like we was just talking about what we're working on." I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "I just wrote a film, and you know what? I need some some characters for this film." Yep. And so we started talking. I said, "Y'all down?" And without a doubt, they was like, "Shit, yeah, what's up?" What you what you need me to do? Shot on the script and shit. They was in the in the film, so it's like Dope. it's like you know, it's just uh, I, I think with networking, like you said, there's no. Uh, I'm going from networking to team, right? But with networking, there's no really formula for that, right? And from that networking, that leads to building. Great way to put that together, mm-hmm. D, building your team. Uh, but it's just all about seeing who's the right fit and who's you, you seeing who's really really about that work. Yes, and who isn't about that? That work is about energy, you know. And I believe <laughs> yep. that energy is contagious. It's a synergy yep. that you must have and chemistry, you know. Because uh, and, and, when I get anybody, uh, when I used to do the Love Jones heavy, that was what that's the thing. Was sort of like it's a networking part. Like everybody was already kicking. Like you bring some people from your job, your yep. church, and you got some girls from over here. I know some people that work with me at uh, at an old spot. They'll be into this, and we met on the buddy's house. I met all my boys who were a part of my team because we had Fresco Entertainment. Yeah. So it kind of was like a springboard. Like, okay, right. mm-hmm. we're going to do a Love Jones, but we're going to have Fresco Entertainment be in charge of 
hosting it. You know, like we took care of all the drinks, all the food. Uh, we did the entertainment. It was us. All the spoken word. It was us. Yeah. So the team had to be there. And with that team networking with all these ladies that would come, like, hey, D, you're a fool. We like when you're on the mic anyway. Bam. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're going to network yeah. and just keep you there. You just stay, play that position while right. we can handle everything else. And it was like a well-worn machine. So every time right. we would do a Love Jones, the team already knew who they were. And they are about to fill in the position every right. time. Mm-hmm. So that's how we were able to kick out shit 20 within the first two or three years. Just different people were like, yo, can you do one in our crib? Bam, or the club on them, like, hey, do another Love Jones here and bring that same energy you had in the last one. Yep. And it just took off. Next yeah. thing I know, I had an all girl uh, street team of 27 young chicks. Mm-hmm. My, my, my uh, roommate at the time, he was doing their MySpace pages, making it bling, playing the music, do all that good shit. <laughs> and shit. And if I got a, a, a like, somebody needed uh, my girl team to uh, wear their team shit. They'll pay me a little surcharge money, and after at the end, I never really paid the girls. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting y'all free, <laughs> you know, free MySpace. They can crash at my crib. I was always, I was always like a free room board anyway. Then they can crash at your crib. You know, it I, seems I, I like this benefits you a lot more. Than no, not really. I mess with because you. <laughs> I never touched them. I never mixed business with pleasure. No, it was none of that. That's right. right. Yeah, I mean, you got to keep it. Got to keep it professional on some. Levels, but then I would treat them. I would always take them out to like places like my. So it was nothing for us to go and do this, and then we eat together. And it's like okay, yeah, sure enough, you're not making no money, but you probably got drinks from a couple guys. You probably network on your own. You know, what I'm saying build with some of the people that were there because I never stopped them from doing that. Like as long as they had our fresco name on their chair, I wish I could show you those pictures. Wow. Mm-hmm. Young Young Hefner. Yeah, man. I had I did the logo for Fresco Entertainment. Didn't get it paid. So I was telling them, hey, it's about Tinsha. We blow mm-hmm. up, y'all blow up. And man, when I say we had a and that's why I'm saying I'm like Morgan Miller and different women like that. They they were part of the team. They still hey bravo, I remember how you treated me when I was younger. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you're still the same OG. Yeah. Hey, what can I do to, you know, get on? Or you know, I remember how you used to put this together. What can I do to get on? So I'm using my expertise, I should say, and I'm passing it on to the next generation. And you know, it's not always been in front of the mic. I knew I wanted when I wanted to rap on the mic, my shit was gonna be comical. I just wanted to make comedy. Yeah. Like put comedy along with my rapping skills. That's it. That's all I ever wanted. I never wanted to be taken seriously. This dude just throws all these bars. Like Red Man was like my favorite. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. I was, I wanted to make you laugh more than make you like, oh shit, that shit was so dope. It was thought provoking. Like, nah. You know. <laughs> I was a character, you know. Me and ODB was like best friends in my head. So yeah, so that's 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 that. Yeah, that's that's dope, and and it's beautiful when it's beautiful in a team situation when you allow people, you allow every person to do what they do best that enhances the team. So that again, you're not doing too many. It's good to have multiple duties and multiple talents, but it's even better to let a team of people do what they each do best. And it's crazy when that happens, though. Yeah, just sit back and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, number ten. Be proactive, not reactive. And, and see the changes before they happen. Nothing that you do is going to stay the same the entire time. Be ready to adjust. Be ready to adapt. And just know that things will change. But know, be so in tune to it that you know those changes are coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the reasons why a lot of people go out of business in the first year, first three years, first five years, is because they can't foresee those changes that are happening. 
and they get thrown off and they, they render themselves obsolete very quickly. So you have to be in tune with the market. You have to be in tune with your audience. Yep. You have to be in tune with your competition and know that when changes do come, you have to be ahead of the curve rather than behind it mm -hmm. or else you will fall off. Yep. And I have one more rule, which I'm going to call honorable mention, but it's also almost like the golden rule of being in business for yourself. Invest in yourself. Oh, most definitely. Invest mm -hmm. in yourself. Come out of pocket if you need to. Um, can nobody pay you like you can pay yourself. And, and, and you're going to appreciate the self-sacrifice that you make more so than anything that anybody else is going to give you. Mm -hmm. I've always had a love-hate relationship with crowdfunding projects Yeah, for, for, for a couple reasons. Um, number one, and this is a very selfish reason, before crowdfunding became a thing, I, I came up with what I call the struggle, where when we were making music, everything that we had to have financed, we had to do it ourselves. Even if it meant we had to hustle a little harder at some point to get to that point before we could put that money in, but we had to come up with that money ourselves. Yeah. And I think now there are some, but, but during that process that we're doing that, there's kind of an incubation that we go through where we're, we're still building something creatively during that time I think a lot of times people nowadays when they go into crowdfunding they have an idea and they say hey I want to do this give me money so I can do it and which brings me kind of to the second gripe that I've had about it in that once you do that you also give people partial ownership of what it is that you do mm -hmm. and again I'm not saying that it's a bad thing because I've seen some very very good and well thought out crowdfunding campaigns that have worked out very well but I've also seen some pretty bad ones. Let's talk about Elzai. So uh, you remember uh, a couple years ago, uh, <laughs> Elzai came out with a project <laughs> to crowd to crowdfund an album of his, which came out what two years two after, years later two years after the mm -hmm. fact. Oh, was it really? Yep. Came out two years after it was done, and <laughs> it, it sounded like he was like, "God damn, they keep asking me here, take this shit." Yeah, and it was garbage. It was trash. I'm gonna give you two sixteens. Yeah, I'm gonna give you two sixteen. Was, was it worth waiting two years for after no, you put your money? It sound dated. That, and that's and that's that's the problem with it. It's like, you know, imagine if he would have just taken the time and figured out a way to finance it himself and released it shortly after he announced it, instead of going, "Hey, I need you guys to help me put this album together," but then it takes you two years to release it. Like, where'd all that money go, bro? I didn't go to the album. And the crowd he when he did the show right here, my boy uh uh Columbo opened up for him, that crowd was bleak. Yeah. And I ain't talking about Memphis either. <laughs> yeah, yo, that shit was like maybe fourteen people. But yes, man, invest in yourself before you reach a hand out to ask anyone else for it. See what you already have at hand. Because every hand, every pocket that you put your hands in, they own a piece of your soul. And they own yep. a piece of what you have. Yep. So I'm very fortunate in that the the team that I have, the team that we have, mm -hmm. is mostly self-sufficient in a lot of ways. Yes, there are some things that we don't have, but damn it, we can do whatever we want to do at this point. You're damn right. In time. So if there's one thing that I can part upon you, it's to invest in yourself, invest in your business personally, make that sacrifice. 
because what you take out the under end of it will increase many fold. Any other quick pointers for business you guys have? Uh, um, now that's that's a that's a good point, man. Also, uh, those who you those who you are in business with, be sure that uh, that that you give them good energy and uh, you treat them accordingly, uh, because you never know who you'll see. At the top, you mm-hmm. never know who you'll see going down. So, oh, yeah. You know, and I'm not, I'm not talking about those who have treated you wrong in business, but I'm just saying, like, when you're doing business with, with people, you want to be sure that, that, that at, least, at least what you bring to the table, you're A1 with what you're, what you're uh, presenting. And, right. And, and hopefully that it's reciprocated the same from them. Um, and just be, you know, just like I said, just, you know, be sure you, you treat, treat people the way they need to be treated because somebody who's working on Treat set with you like <laughs> if, if you're working with somebody on set and they sweeping the set and you treat them like shit that same person could be owning the set a couple of years later <laughs> yep. while you while your ass on the way down so yep. yeah that, that's 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 my point that's that's beautiful beautiful all right well, that said, we're gonna go ahead and take another break, and we oh, will. Oh, I'm sorry. If I can, man, uh, somebody just reminded me. It's a four year anniversary of uh, Frequency R.I.P. Gina. Uh, <sighs> yeah, man. Wow. Sweet. Yeah, the 22nd. Oh, that's right. Uh, 2014. Uh, yeah. So, wow. uh, yeah, man. Just want to see uh, her energy is still alive out here, bro. I just actually came across a couple of paintings that I did of her uh, that year. And I never got a chance to finish them. And I'm like, wow. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, man. I actually had, um, damn, you just brought my whole mood down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, we're going to hold you up. I had actually uh, started shooting uh, a short film that she was the lead in. And uh, about a, we, were, we were supposed to shoot another scene, her final scene, about a week after she passed away. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and like I was, I was so fucked up in the whole thing. I was just like, I don't even want to do this project anymore. Yeah. And I just, I just kind of dropped that whole project. It was tough, man. My man, Disco Cowboy, he said they took a bunch of pictures that they had over in Galveston. He said they ain't gonna see the light of day because of that. And yeah. we were just going back and forth in the DMs about. I'm like, man, yeah, man, you never yeah. know, man. That's what I say, dude. I, I always make sure I tell people. I, how much they mean to me when, when when I can, you know. So yeah. you never know. Yeah. R.I.P. Gina Luciano. The show. You're still missed. God damn it, D-Ray. We'll be right back with more from Houston. With lots of love. Yeah, that's that's it. Just more love, man. Welcome black, welcome black, get your business together. And speaking of business, my man D-Ray is here with Love Jones. Hey, love party Doctor. people. How y'all doing? Out <laughs> audio land. I am back with another installment of Love Jones. Along Finally! With long anticipated from the most dangerous show on all real radio. Damn, Ooh. how long has it been since? Oh man, it's been at least two months. You know how it is, man. Yeah. Even when we have guests, I keep forgetting to bring the questions. I blame it. I blame it on your fans, though, man. Your uh, fans yeah, been they, slipping. They starting to trip. Um, the w- first one is from Jen's Juice. Jen's uh, Juice uh, has this question called. Uh, I have a friend. She has a daughter, uh, and the daughter is under ten years old. But the daughter has met all 
28 boyfriends this friend has had within the last couple of years. Hmm. What are your thoughts? Is she running her kid's life? Yeah. Yes. Simply because that little girl's not going to know what stability is when it comes to being in a man with a woman relationship. She's going to think that's what she's supposed to do, just mm-hmm. get smashed and they dash. Uh, you're not I mean I know women who won't Who I've been knowing for years Who've had a relationship with a man Came back in my life with kids And I still haven't met their kids yet And they have a relationship with me So mm-hmm. uh, uh, Yeah your girl She out there living foul uh, And, I, and yeah. I think I think the The point needs to be made That it's not necessarily The presence of the men That's the problem I, I think if If you've had that many people around your child in general, they're going to form friendships and relationships based on the way that they see their parents doing it. True. And if they see, if she sees her mother just basically going through, you know, just running through a lot of, a lot of folks, (laughs) that's kind of the foundation that she has for establishing friendships and relationships in general. So, you know, it's, I don't, you know, I don't know what the, what the mother's sexual propensity is like. I'm just making up terms now. I'm pretty sure she ain't making cakes. Right. But, you know. The, <laughs> are, are they? Are they? We're talking about roughly three men per year. Damn. You know, 28 over three years. That's about 10 per year. I mean, three per year. Sorry. Um, you know, it almost seems like these are disposable relationships. So I'm curious to see what the daughter's friendships are like. And then what her views on relationships will eventually be like as well. That's that's kind of the, the downside of it. Like we, we all need some kind of stability in our lives. And then the thing is, are they interchangeable throughout every day of the week? Because yeah, or are, are these overlapping yeah. situations? That, that's you know, that's yeah, that's, that's kind of unfortunate. Mm. I, I think it's her kids I feel sorry for. Yeah. Yeah. I think because uh, I, I look at my own niece, like my sister is not with my older niece's father. Um, he's still, you know, he's still in her life. But mm-hmm. you know, my sister has always maintained a stable relationship after that, and she makes sure that my niece has uh, positive male figures in her life. Like besides myself, like my father mm-hmm. and and my uh, my brother-in-law, my my sister's current husband. Are always there for her. and we always try to show a positive face when it comes to men and we're very supportive and very engaging and all the other things that uh, a father figure should be and and her own father my niece's own father I will say I will be your father figure <laughs> even though he lives in another state he does you know he does extend himself to her as as often as he can so that because all of us are very conscious about we know what that's we know what that's like like we know that a child, especially a young girl, needs to have powerful. And, and let me not even say that because young boys need they, they need yeah. positive male figures, and, yeah. and it's it's a lot easier to leave the child with the mother nowadays and and leave the father out of the equation. So they they need that role in their lives. Children of both sexes, not just girls. And I'm I'm, I'm gonna go off course real quick. And you know, it's been an uprising of women leaving their children with men mm-hmm. as of lately. Which is crazy, but it's not right either way. Yeah, it's not right either way. Like we, if if we're going to have relationships with people, our children need to see 
healthy relationships in some shape, form, or fashion yeah. consistently. Yeah. Otherwise, they are destined to suffer the same fate as we do. All right. Well, we got uh, question number two. It's like, D-Ray, man. My girl, she eats my ass after giving me dome. <laughs> and Great she claims segue. that this is her first time she's done it. But now, <laughs> she wants to do this shit all the time. But I think she lying. How will you handle it? B Hill 93. Well, B Hill 93, that ain't her first time. <laughs> she Definitely won't be has an affiliation of doing this quite often, too. Bro, you're just another notch in that belt, man. Uh-huh. I'm going to say go ahead. And if you're having fun with it, have fun with it. You've already done all that stuff with her. Um, everybody wants a brand new shiny penny, and that's not going to happen. Especially not in this case. Um, <laughs> not in this she's, case. She, 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 uh, she's been around a block or two, bro. She likes uh, she likes fudge dugouts. She, she <laughs> do. I'm pretty sure y'all <laughs> doing it the safe and way, whatever safe way it is, a uh, uh, clean, a, a germ-free way, whatever, uh, whatever floats y'all boat. The tainted uh, package. Yeah, <laughs> but if that's what she like doing, bro, if you, if you break up with it, she gonna do it to somebody else. Now, you know, if it's love or light, I don't know, man, but I'm pretty sure that can make a lot of people stay home. You know, uh, one more, wow. just being honest, so stick in there, bro. If it's something you don't like, I can say then leave, but bro, it's, uh, what she did before you don't should, 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 should not make you leave, bro. So just, just go ahead, just, hey, just take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, shit, man. I, I have nothing. I have nothing for him. I, I, I would stay if it was me. Would you? Yeah, I would. She likes depending on how she is. She like, likes she, she likes hanging moons. Yeah. Wow. She tromboning that boy like is she from behind and she tromboning him hanging fruits and shit. He tripping, bro. He tripping. Uh, I just that's what, and she want to do it, bro. You know how hard it is for a woman just to want to do anything. That means okay. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I just hope he he keeps his ass clean. I hope so too. I know. I know there are Wet some wipes. There are Seems some fe- like she doesn't care. Though. There are some fellas out there mm-hmm. who I mean, for her own health and safety, because <laughs> you know there are some fellas out there that think it's quote unquote gay to clean your ass. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, they, I've actually seen where people are like, hey man, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I mean, you know, I'll kind of. Nigga, I'd rather have a stain in his drawers. Yeah, than the clean. The crumbs out of his ass, and I stay there all day. So I, I blame it on upbringing. <laughs> I blame it on upbringing. Yeah, yep. Thank you, booty boy. Uh, you know, wet wet wipes are a great tool. Yep, to help uh, put you over the top. But don't flush them. You have to put them in a bag or something. They, they, the have, they have flushables. They have flushables. They have flushables. Mm-hmm. Okay. They I do. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do have flushables. Just fuck up all your septic yeah. systems. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're flushable. I mean, there's. They're I mean, you know, we're we're entitled to clean rectums. I will be your rectum cleaner. <laughs> yeah, dudes, dudes, uh, some dudes take whole baths too. I take whole yeah. baths. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, 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 uh, nothing wrong. You know, I call it whore baths. Whore, whore baths. Whore baths. Yeah. But man, yeah, I just hope he's keeping keeping his ass clean, man. I hope so too, um, bro. I really don't care if he isn't, but I just hope for her sake. For her, yes. Definitely because he's sake. the one that probably has to kiss her. Because she down. Because obviously cause. she has that fetish. Yeah, she is. And down it might be for just talking about him. It's just you know sometimes it's that person. It, it, it. She waving a freak flag, man. Yeah, that's it. Maybe it's not she it. comfortable enough. She feel like you comfortable with yeah. it getting done, bro. Sit, just 
Sit your ass down and enjoy your butthole getting popped, partner. Stop complaining, boy. Uh, shit. I wonder what his diet is like, man. Yeah, you know. She, hopefully, nothing she, but pineapples and berries. She playing backdoor bandit with your ass. Yeah. Like, she ain't tripping. Uh, I don't you. think she putting her fist or finger in the butt. Yeah. All she doing is just, you know, kissing on her owl, bro. She done had a hard day. She letting yeah. one off, man. You yeah. know? That's uh, all right. Man, if she like it, if she tripping? down to do it and you Are ain't got to make her do it, bro. Put your knees you behind winning. your head. What y'all is she say? Winning. You winning, right. bro. You winning. She got the boy knees behind his head. Some ain't even doing nothing for they men. All right? Mm-hmm. Ain't frying chicken. Hey, can I do a quick follow-up <laughs> to a point that we made a few weeks ago? Yeah. Um, and this is a complete change of subjects. I'm tired of talking about Segway. this dude's ass. <laughs> so, you know, our friend, that guy named John from the About to Review podcast is a vegan. Peace, brother. And, you know, he had a lot to say about the... The show that we had Rodney on with from Green Seed Vegan. Oh, let's hear okay, this. Okay, what's shit. up? What are you talking about? But as a follow up to it, right now, John is at a juice spot, a vegan juice spot, waiting for his juice. Oh, wow. He's been waiting 15 minutes <laughs> so far for his juice. <laughs> we can't make this shit up, people. For, for, for a pressed juice. He's been waiting 15 minutes. Damn, well, see, that John, sounds familiar. From what we're told. <laughs> The fruit is actually being picked from a local farmer's market, and they're buying it in surplus. So then they have to make sure it's rid of all bugs and chemicals and pesticides. So they dunk it in a light vinegar splash with water and a tad bit of bleach and liquid detergent. <laughs> then they clean it off with a nice distilled water, preheated, <laughs> germ-free. And then they decide to open it up and put it in a blender. And they remove all the seeds and the pits and the leaves and the dirt that might still be clinging to the skin of said fruit. <laughs> and from that point, John, they might mix it with some love or whatever else of milk or cashews they have. Or maybe they're just out back eating ass. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to Because they're eye. waving their vegan freak flag yeah. in the back. But if you wait 30 minutes, you're waiting too long. Yeah. Uh, I, hope you, I hope you get that juice soon. Um, by was, the way, mm. is also the return of another segment this week. Oh yeah! Uh oh! I forgot about dun. that one. Unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. And now, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. we present to you, yes, D. Randall. D. Randall. With so, the unpopular opinion of the week. If anyone follows me on social media, I've I, I made a couple of uh, incendiary statements earlier this week, and they've been flames. Now, one of them actually got a worse reaction than I thought it would, even though I still believe it's the truth. This isn't the opinion I'm talking about, but um, I said Ace Hood was underrated. Yes, you did. I was like, man, I just said he was underrated. People were like, ah, that's bullshit. That's garbage. Because they're snobs. My boy Mike was like, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not falling for it this time. I'm like, yo, <laughs> not I'm not saying the dude is, <laughs> I'm not saying the dude is a goat. I'm just I'm saying like. If y'all out here talking about free meek meal, I'm like, you basically got you got Ace Hood, man, who's who's a southern meek meal. And he's had some he's had some bangers. I'm not saying he's a goat. I'm just saying like y'all keep forgetting Ace Hood. He jamming though. He jamming. He jamming. He jamming. Why did DJ Collett leave him hanging? I I don't know. He did kind of put him out there bad, though. Industry rule number 4,080. Record company people, people are shady. 
But this is my this is my unpopular opinion. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> this is gonna sound familiar to at least one of you. <laughs> I think it's time that we open the conversation to understanding that Beyonce might be the greatest entertainer, performer, performer of all time. Oh, uh oh. Got a golf, a golf clap from D-Ray? I'll give you I'll give you that one. And I ain't even a Beyonce fan, but neither. I am not a Beyonce fan. But she 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 gets down. I man. will not buy her music. Yeah. I've 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 long trashed her music for yeah. being too hood radish. But after her after her Coachella performance, I had to realize a few truths in myself. And I had to go back and look at the tapes from years before. We all, I think everyone pretty much considers Michael Jackson the greatest entertainer of all time. Mm-hmm. We will never see that again. He's done things that people will never be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude sold like 66 million copies of Thriller, dog. That's never going to happen. <laughs> 66 million copies. Damn. 66 mil. Of one album. Damn. Okay? That's just that's just Thriller. Um you know the way that the way that how many have prints ever sold? Not sixty six. Not sixty six. Especially out of one album. Not of one album. Are we sure of that? Yes. Yeah. I'm. I don't think Prince has sold sixty six million total albums. Period. Mm. Pretty cocky about that, brother. I'm, I'm. I mean, we can go to the Wikipedia's. I'm about to hit this Google right, yeah, right now. Hit your Google up while I'm talking. But you know, we've seen how Michael Jackson has. You know, even from a performance standpoint. He's electrified stadiums and stages and, and huge crowds of hundreds of thousands across the world. Uh, he did at one point. But if, if and I did this, I did this research before I made that statement last week on Facebook. I went back and looked at some Michael Jackson performances. And when you look at the scale of the production mm-hmm. and the ability to hit all points flawlessly, all right, like Michael, Michael was notorious for his execution. He was he was perfect. He was flawless. He did his own singing. You know, he he did all that. He danced. He did the same three or four dances most of the time, but he danced. Yeah. <laughs> right. Damn it. And he innovated. Is that sixty six million for Thriller? Oh uh, yeah, Prince is only half of that. Yeah, twenty five millions total. Yeah. Well, no, forty point. 48.9 million total yeah and yeah. Purple Rain was probably half of that yep that's Purple Rain oh okay yeah. yep so yeah I mean Prince is there so Prince is also the other name that comes up in the conversation and I think Prince might be the most individually talented musician yes. you've ever seen all instruments all instruments even a tambourine I'm more Prince yeah. than Mike but I get it yeah you know yeah. so if, if if people want to and I don't like to use the term debate, but if you want to talk about what the standard for being a performer is, Michael and Prince have always come up yep. for good reason. But when I saw what Beyonce did last week, boy, 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 with first of all, I, there were there were those who said the fact that she used a marching band to accompany her music was not real music, which that could not be more what? music. I'm, I'm not going to put names out there, but it's someone that we know. Really? Yes. Someone we respect? I'll, I'll, say, I'll tell you offline. Okay. Um, You're wrong. <laughs> um, the <laughs> fact that you can organize that many people, bring a new 
variation to your music and to choreograph so many dance numbers and have to sing all of that. And she was not lip syncing and kept up her strength the entire two hours that she was out there. Mm-hmm. In heels, my nigga. Right. In heels. Coachella. And it was it it did it was nonstop. There were no breaks. There was just like there were smooth transitions. Two hours though? It was an hour and forty seven minutes. Damn. Out there and had her strength the entire time. Yep. And everything made sense. There was a theme behind it. It was like a black homecoming. And that shit was beautiful. It was like school days being played on stage. It was I was just like, damn, I, I gotta give it up now. My mama thought yeah. she was gonna be too black for the white folks. Man, and she please. was. And they still but that and that and that I think is what drove the point home for me was that she was at full negrosity yep. last weekend. Like she did a segment that she was saying, "Suck my my yeah, balls." Yeah, yeah. Suck on my balls. But she's at that level, man. She's at that. She said it. Yes, she, multiple times. She she's that big where she can do whatever the fuck it is she wants to do at this point. Yes. And without without any malice or any anything coming back at her. Yeah. At least you know what I'm saying. Michael Jackson couldn't get on there and say nigga. Right. He got. He almost got flamed for saying, uh, "Jew me, kike me." Yeah. Like he chew yeah. me, cake me, you don't wanna date me. Yeah. Man. You know, Michael Jackson's bullshit. You know, yeah. Light skinned Michael Jackson couldn't get away with the level of negrosity that Beyonce gets with on an international scale. The fact that you made up a word called negrosity. Oh, I love that word. Yeah. I love oh, that yeah. word. Yeah. So I think we have to <laughs> we have to take an honest look. Like like Serena in the tennis world. If we have to when people start telling me that Serena Williams is the greatest athlete of all time, I, I don't have an argument against it at this point. You know, hey, she's proven it. She's proven it. So if we look at Beyonce side by side with Mike, for a while I've been saying that she is this generation's Michael Jackson. We might have to change that conversation and say that she might be performance wise. Yeah. Yeah. Performance wise. She puts a hell of a, on a hell of a show. Yeah, she's she's on a level that that we haven't seen. So that's you know that's that. I'm still not going to buy any of her music. Nope. But damn it. Damn, I'm looking at that brown sugar post. I didn't realize how big Tay Diggs' forehead is. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> hey, that's that's when he was in denial that the hair lossage was in full effect. Yeah, he don't even have a pointed hairline. Like, nah, it's just well rounded. It's just well rounded. That's like a distinguished yep. gentleman because it was pushing back, man. Yep, he was trying yeah. to save it. Nah, trying I to save that like line. He was running fast and he stopped abruptly. I wish they would have <laughs> a picture caught it. <laughs> I wish they would have brushed his hair before they before they took that photo. That nigga looked like Bonk's adventure for real. <laughs> Yeah. Up there was Sana- graphic 16 looking ass nigga. Up there was Sanaa like he really likes black women. Right. Like, oh, you smell like chicken grease. Wrong. Speaking of Beyonce, she actually bit Beyonce's face, man. Yeah, I heard the bitch was going on drugs. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Did you see you saw her in the in the when she was fucking with French Montana, you saw her in the backseat with Diddy and French, right? I bet they both go, finger popping. Go to the interwebs. She was Lucy Goosey. Mm-hmm. Spruce yeah, so City, damn it, man! Yeah, she said it was a love bite. No, man. nah, she bit, she bit her face. That man. was a coke bite. 
That was love, a coke bite. I love, I, I been love bitten before. Coke she bite, wanna, man. Bitches be want to fuck Beyonce too. Now you gotta think about it. And they feel like, ah, oh, shit, I'm fucked up. She, I hope she Beyonce bit, just as fucked up as I am. She I'm bit her fucking her face. face, man. Bit her face. But like I said, she didn't break the skin. It was a love bite. You know, like bitch, I'm freaking. Nigga, I don't give a hold. fuck. Don't, I don't fuck. Don't bite don't anybody's bite my face. fucking face. I'm, right, I'm put these okay. hands. Dude, we're not, <laughs> we're not talking about a dude biting another dude. We're talking about Sanaa Layton. Nah. Coming up to you. Nope. Nah, if Sanaa Layton bites me. That's what I'm talking about. You nah. know. Nah, you, you should be. Nah, don't bite my face. Don't bite my face. Bitch, don't bite my face. You can bite something else. Don't bite my face. What if it's like, oh, you a chocolate ass man. Hey, D-Rose. Just like a cute little. Yeah, that's what I think she that's what I think she did. I think she did that shit. Like, yeah, hey Beyonce, I really want to taste you. But you know, when you coked out like that, it probably didn't come across as that nah. playful. Uh, you were like, hey Beyonce, uh, and a teacher scraped. Yeah, you know, look Beyonce's like you got up. honey on your face. She had a foundation and shit in her snarf, teeth. Snarf, snarf. Nah, look at that. Ass. Nice. Hey, I got one more unpopular opinion. Now that I think about it, go ahead because you need to make up. I Both fi- of y'all need to make up. I finally saw. <laughs> I finally saw a girl's trip the other night. Finally. What you think? Finally. What you think? So the the whole thing for a while was that people were always comparing girls' trip to the, what was the white one, Rough Night? The one with the white chicks? Oh. It came out like the exact same time? No, nah, it was it was like Rough Night. I think it was called Rough Night. Yeah. It had like uh, Zoe Kravitz, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, word? Yeah. I missed this one? Yeah. yeah. They came out like at the exact same time. Almost the same plot. Like a group oh, wow. of four girls goes out. And shit happens. And everybody was like, see, that's why girls girls trip, you know, it, it was so much better because it you know, it really shows the experience. Black women what they go through, blah blah blah. This other shit, I don't know what this other shit was. Hey man. The white version was better to me. <laughs> I know I know I shouldn't say that. Now man. I gotta now I gotta watch. Now I it, it actually was a better movie. Girls trip was basically Hey, Tyler Perry on crack. No, it was basically uh, somebody somebody tell Tiffany Haddish this is what the movie is about. Don't give her a script though. Just let her go off. Yeah, like impromptu. I understand yeah. why people said that she came she came up in this movie because she she was in full negrish yeah. mode. Like yeah. she was she had some memorable lines. Like some of that that, that shit was funny. I was like, there's really no no plot. She was childish, but. But I mean, they, they were good to look at. Like Tiffany's, Tiffany's attractive. Uh, Regina King is in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, Regina's that's nice. Regina's that's nice. Want to watch it? Cause uh, fuck Jada, Regina, all day. Yeah, Jada had some. Jada Pink is in it. No she had some surgery. Yeah. Jada, yeah, she looks, she looks. Botox. She, had, she, had she, some looks, like she yeah. looks like a Muppet. She looks like a Muppet. Yeah. Janice. Um, and Lati- Latifah's in it too. So I thought I should say we that. We didn't have to say that Botox. Man, uh, okay, well, what? nothing. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> So that's all I have, man. Uh, Beyonce is the greatest beehive all day. Skirt, skirt. And all that. She's also the best rapper in her household. Anyway. Damn. Oh, wow. Don't See? even go there. Don't even entertain. Okay. The so, so, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that last, I, just, I, just, I just said that to be. That last uh, statement was solely the opinion solely, of Damon I don't really believe that, y'all. It is not the views. I don't believe that. Of the other gentleman uh, in here from I didn't really Houston say that. with love. Nah. Uh, but she did say, I'm the only lady, but still the realest nigga in the room. 
I broke the internet top two and I ain't number two. So Carter B she even said, Carter B said, real shit come out my mouth and only real niggas come in it. So, did she? Yeah, it says, <laughs> yeah, she did. She said that. Wow. That says a lot. Wow. About, lady Migos having a great time then. Um, school, school. Mama. Uh, yeah, people. <laughs> That's going to be Offset's kid's first word. Yeah. Mama. Mama. Yeah. Damn. Wait. This has been a, this has been a, 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 this has been a good one. This has been a good one. We've talked about business. We back. Yeah, we, we talked are. about business. Talking about eating ass. Talked I didn't about, talk about eating. Talked about, uh, well, you know, watch you know. The, watch the sucker. You know. He did. We did. You, if you go to the playback, the ass, uh, there was something about the ass being eaten. Um, uh, <laughs> we've yeah. also talked about Sanaa Lathan by uh, Beyonce due to her fetish with that white girl. Uh, um, yeah, it's been a been a great show, people. We uh, Thank you for listening. Continue to chime in and tune in every Monday. Send your, your requests for Love Jones to my man. My D-Ray. folks only son at gmail.com. One more time, what my is My folks only son at gmail.com. That 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 kind of rhyme. Yeah, send your questions in and uh <laughs> we're gonna continue to hit you off with that real shit, not the bullshit. Um but this is from Houston with Love. Tune in every Monday night, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to continue to hit you with that real. We make the world better. And as I always say, every week, as sure as the sky is far and wide, also is your... Damn, I kind of fucked my line up. I'm going to say it one more time. As sure as the sky is far and wide, also is your opportunity to achieve your dreams and be successful. Think I need to go eat people because I ain't ate this morning. Motivational speaker looking at us. Yeah, you know, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm trying to get it on here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, But y'all continue to tune in. We make the world better. The most dangerous show on all real radio. And uh, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Hey man, hey, hey, don't hate the player. Don't hate the player, nigga. Shit. You know what? I'm a walk ho. We out, bitch. Or IK, Papa's I know at illmannermedia.com.